Don't have to record. It'll take a second. You use Zoom a bunch? Yeah, because of the pandemic, I've been using Zoom to train clients. And don't get me wrong, um, I'm very grateful for it, but I definitely am burned out by Zoom. Oh, yeah. I've been remote from ESPN. I've been on more calls than I want to talk about. It's, yeah, it's too much. So um, so I'll do a little intro, uh, a couple minutes, like not even a minute, couple minutes, like 30 seconds to a minute, and then I'll flip it to you. Just want to welcome you know, you to the show. And then, uh, you know, at that point, you'd be like, yo, what's up, man? Thanks. Whatever you want to say. And then I'll flip to the first question, which really for you, I just want to be like, dive into like, we met, you know, at fitness together, but like, like, when did you get into fitness, man? Like, why did, why did you start going down this path? And then we can, you know, let it fly from there. Okay. All right. Ready to rumble? Yep. I'm ready. All right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to What's Your Story. So very excited for another guest on the show, my boy Kenny, that we met, I think, back 2015, 2016 at Fitness Together. Um, he worked for a little while when I was managing the studio for us. And kind of one of those people, when I first met him, you can tell had a, a big passion for fitness, for coaching, really strength conditioning. Um, but he ended up working for us, you know, and working a little more with the general pop, but kind of putting his, his style into a lot of the training. Um, and then after a while, decided to kind of a mix of a few things, go work for another place, go do his own training. And, and we'll dive deep into that. But he's someone that um, has always been super positive And we've holded a nice relationship, I think, over the last four years. And someone that, um, you know, I appreciate because I can tell he's in it for the right reasons and trying to help as many people as he can. So I'm excited to tell his journey, kind of how he started and what got him to the point he is today from building a successful business and also a social media following. And, and I think it'd be cool for everyone that's trying to get into the field or um, someone that's looking for an awesome coach just to, to see how he got there. So Kenny, man, I want to invite you to the show and thanks for coming on, man. Uh, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for inviting me. Honestly, it's kind of a pleasure to be here um, and just be able to talk about my own story and just like, I got from point A to point B and doing it in the climate of Boston and during a time where we weren't even having a fitness revolution like we are now, not just in Boston, but also the world. So yeah, I'm very excited to be here and just talk about that. Yeah, man. No, I, I appreciate it. And I think it's cool because like everyone has their own journey and it starts somewhere. For you, where did it start? Like, did it growing up were you like an athletic kid and it's sports related or did you find that later on how did it work for you when it all started oh everyone actually always thinks i was like an athlete and everything i was playing every sport i actually was obese for up until my sophomore year of high school um i was like 180 i was like 5'2 and one day i just it really like i wanted to lose weight but you know you you feel kind of insecure going into the gym. I'm friends with a lot of athletes and you go to the gym, they see you can't really bench or lift anything. And like, they make those snarky remarks. So you're like, you don't really want to go into the gym. But one day I remember just um, my sophomore year, I was just over it. I was just like, I want to start working out. I want to do this. I want to get serious about it. Luckily enough, it was the fall. So like none of my friends were in the gym at the time because they were in like in their football season. Um, so I was working out and then by the time they came back, like I wasn't with them, but they knew I've been going to the gym and they saw the results and I just spent all my time there. And it, after a while, it, it shifted my mindset. It wasn't about 
just losing weight anymore. It was just mentally, I felt good. I was doing my homework more. I just always felt in a good, like, great place. Like one of my, um, who, the person who oversaw the gym, you're not allowed to let kids in there or leave them there. But he would let, he would let me stay in there because he knew I was just about working out and just about getting better. And it was just a great place for me and environment for me to be in. So yeah, I ended up losing the weight my sophomore year. Then my junior year, that's when I got serious about weightlifting. And I'm, I love sports. I'm a competitive person, naturally, especially with myself. I wanted to outlift all my friends, especially when you hear all their snarky remarks. So that was the next goal, just becoming stronger. And um, then I was able to achieve the level of strength that I was at the time. And just ever since then, it was just a love and it was just all about challenging myself. So for you, did you feel like um, having that like negative feedback, people doubting you at the beginning, was that something that it sounds like really like helped you push through to almost prove people wrong? That That's how it was for you? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, it's a good and a bad, but like, that's just like, that's something that feed me, that feeds me. Um, I grew up loving Kobe. So like, I remember every morning when I woke up, I listened to a Kobe speech and the how bad do you want it video. It was on, this would be a throwback. This was on my PSP. I would use that as my iPod and just listen to that, especially awesome. when I was tired, um, just to get me up. But yeah, that's exactly what motivated me. And I remember two of my friends who they called me up. This was in college. Um, this is my senior year. And they sat there and told me, I still remember where it was. It was in front of Wagen Hall, next to our dining hall. And they were like, I don't think you're going to make it as a trainer. I don't think athletes are going to work, want to work with you because of like your frame and everything. And I was just like, like my frame's not big or anything. Um, but when people see me in the gym, they see me lift. They're just like, whoa, this was unnatural. Um, but I just looked at them and I said, okay, especially me knowing the field and knowing of plenty strength and conditioning coaches who are just like skinny guys. They're like small guys, but they're very strong and they're very knowledgeable people. Um, they're not like the stereotypical, like huge, big, like, I don't know, Lamar Jackson kind of figure, Zion Williamson type of figure. Um, but that day I was like, okay. So I went back to my room didn't bother me. I searched up Equinox and I searched up all the gyms in Boston. This was in March within a 15 mile radius from my house. Next day, I left Bridgewater State. I went to college at Bridgewater State. I left. I took the commuter rail. I grabbed all their brochures and pamphlets. I was just like, yeah, I'm thinking about working here or working out here, whatever. I just wanted their pamphlets. And I went back to my room. I laid them all the pamphlets out and I was just like, all right, I'm going to start my business. I'm going to figure out how I'm going to price. But I also just wanted to see how they advertise to people, but also the aesthetic that they were using and just the lettering that we're using that got across to people. And it was just like, why does this connect to other people? Why is this the message that they use? Why does this connect to other people? So... I just laid it all out and that's what I used to help formulate not only my pricing and brochures, but also formulate my own website. Um, so yeah, it was just literally to just prove them wrong. And I went around to different um, businesses such as Puma, New Balance, seeing what they wanted in, um, what they wanted in uh, 
like a sponsored athlete type of figure like what what would get you to notice me um because what can i lose like i'm 22 it's just like i'm trying to build a brand here it's like what can i lose just, what you're gonna tell me no i can't come in here but right. i just went and asked a bunch of questions tried to figure it out and once i did that's how my social media page came about so like i thought about making a separate one and i tried and it wasn't for me yeah so instead i just used my own just use the following i already had and just build that up and create the aesthetic that would get brands and magazine and publishers to look at me but also something that's unique to me um and something that i would love so like i had trial and error basis um videos that i tried to emulate other people but i realized it wasn't me and i just created what I would love and what is natural to me to get to where I am today. Did you, so like, it's interesting too, because your first thought right away wasn't necessarily to work for a company, to work for a company and try to build a career out with them. It was, was it always, I want to have my own thing? Cause that's what it kind of seems like for you. Yeah. Even when you met me. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> he'd be like, yo, can you work with this client? I'm like, ah, uh, I kind of got to do something. And sure. I think that's, that's like a big, and I'm a person I never like to let anybody down but I was so big on building my brand and my thing is I don't like sales I say I sell with passion because I find that a bit more genuine and 100% I agree um I don't like selling packages to sell packages and trapping people I couldn't do that and I would if I found myself in that I would not love the job like I, I personally couldn't do it so I, I knew that I couldn't work at an Equinox or a Boston Sports Club or anything, which is why I found fitness together. It was much smaller, but right. more boutique place. So I was just like, I can work with this. Um, but as I worked there for a bit, I was just like, I realized I really can't put my all into this. Um, and I really love just like the freedom and flexibility that I had. Granted, fitness together gave me freedom and flexibility more than I should have gotten. But um i just really love to work with my own brand and make sure it work. well it's i just want to see the risk no it's understandable man and i mean i can relate because uh i want to say i've coached my whole life the same way and it's interesting too because i uh i worked at equinox and then i worked at you know fitness together and i made good money at fitness together because of the situation i was in but like you said i got burnt out it wasn't what i wanted there was uh, even with Equinox, there's a point where you feel like you're putting in a lot of work for half the reward that you, you really should be getting because you yeah. know they are supplying maybe clientele and to an extent, but it's uh, it's tough because especially when you have that mindset right away that you're like, this is your baby and you want to build your own thing. You're restricted yeah. to like a lot of different levels. Um, yeah. And at least like when you have complete control of your own thing, even if it takes more time, it's, it's yours. Yeah. So, so at, so you got to a point where you, you started to build your own business. You started putting out on social media. I feel like a lot of people now more than ever are, you know, I don't know if you watch Gary V stuff like that at all, Yeah. but like you see, everyone wants to be the next brand. They want the big social media and something I think you've done well is the consistency of the stuff that you put out and the patience that you've had. Um, how do you stay patient and consistent with what you're doing? Cause I think it's very easy for a lot of people to, you know, they do it for a few weeks and a few months and then they stop. Like what's, what's it been for you that's kept you so consistent? Um, well, to me, consistency will get you to any goal. That's my thing. That's something I promote to my clients. 
and that's something that I believe in personally. You, you have to consistently work at something. Like no one starts off great. Kobe was 18. He missed those two free throws. He didn't have great years up until like his third or fourth year where he was able to really take advantage of the opportunity um, when whoever was ahead of him got injured and really grow his career. So to me, it was just like my time will come. But I'm also selfish in the way of prioritizing my mental health. And if I got so much attention all at once or tried to be the next biggest thing, like I could never have time for myself. And I think it's really important to have time for yourself and just take advantage of sometimes it's okay to not be busy. Like it's okay to just relax and just chill, not have to answer your phone. But like, and when you do have that time when like now you're getting these messages from like Instagram or just like people emailing you, you're like, oh shit, this is a lot. Like this is, this is too much. So for me, I realized early on, like I don't, I've always said, I don't want to be like the, biggest thing obviously yes yes I want to grow my brand to where it's a point where it's enormous but I'm okay with just waiting for that and taking taking advantage of the free time that I have now until I get to that point so like I I, I think it just creates a healthier mindset especially just moving forward yeah I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more man I think it's that's it's it's so hard for people to be patient in a time that everyone's getting famous on TikTok and doing all yeah. these crazy things, right? So I think, you know, I preach the same thing, patience, discipline, accountability. Like I love Jocko Wilnick. I don't know if you know Jocko at all and like, you yeah. know, different, um, you know, but a guy, ex-Navy SEAL that just preaches like, you know, discipline equals freedom. And the more disciplined mm-hmm. you are, the more patient you are, the more freedom you'll have in the long term. Exactly. And um, you brought him up a few times, man. Like, uh, you know, obviously he was inspirational to you as Kobe Bryant. Like what, what age did you start kind of looking to him as like almost a role model? Cause that's what it's, is that basically what it was for you? Is he was yeah. your like role model? Yeah. He was a role model for me. Like e- even now, like even after I built up my business, I have a quote by him on my, on my website. It was just, it's just, I don't know. Every time I heard him speak, the way he articulated himself was amazing, but I, he acknowledged he wasn't the perfect person, which I think we should all do. Like we're not perfect. We make, we have flaws, but you can tell how serious he was about working hard. Like, yes, he had God-given talent, but he also mentions like, I have to work on this. Like, I remember after he faced uh, the Heat, um, he, and they lost, he was there at their court, just shooting the shot over a thousand shots and just stayed in the away crowd just because he missed the shot that he makes all the time. So, and I think that that's like, that goes far for someone that you hold in such high regard to see them still working you're like you're still working like I didn't think people like you still work like you you've done it you've won four championships four or five championships you you've done it what else do you need to still work for it's like you'll make it on another day so just to be able to see that and see that resiliency and just see the effort that somebody pulls puts in I like it really hit me and this was the time this was the time of like where YouTube was starting to get big. There wasn't Instagram, so you couldn't see everybody's workout videos. So like when I saw like a Kobe like workout video or shooting video, I was like, I'm on this. I was like, I gotta watch this. I was like, if he's doing this, I gotta go be doing this. Right. But like for me, it was it, it was just a mindset. And then eventually he coined the mindset as like Mamba mentality. And yeah. to me, that's something that sticks with me. It's just, that's, that's like, I, I never, I'm never negative in any situation. So if you got to look at the positive, you can always find a positive and even in the negative and just grow from it. And 
how can I improve from this situation? So like something shitty could have happened. Um, but it's just like, all right, let's look at it and let's improve from it and let's make sure this doesn't happen again. So yeah, he was like, I'm a person that says I don't have like many role models. And I always say like, people shouldn't look at celebrities from role models. But like for me, he was, yeah, no, he was, he was a role model for me. Well, everyone can take so much from him, you know, like the, the work ethic, the discipline, like the, it's just on another level, you know, what, and you brought it up too, but you, I can't think of the guy. He played for Duke, ended up getting hurt in the motorcycle accident. He told the story about Kobe. Um, I don't know if you remember this, uh, something Williams, maybe can't think of his name. Jay Williams. Jay Williams. But you know, you've heard his story about Kobe, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like how crazy it like Kobe, you know, he's warm up for the game. Kobe's in there. He does like an hour workout for the game and then leaves after the game, talks to Kobe. He's like, dude, like, why did you practice for so long? He's like, you know, cause he walked in and he had to prove a point. Like you're not going to be outworked. Like, exactly. Like how like, awesome is that? He's like, I worked out probably like three hours just to prove a point. And that's something that hits me at a time that hits me at certain times. Like, and people always like to comment on my work ethic and like where it comes from, but like, that's where it comes from. And it's just like, it's funny. I, I, I watched the last dance documentary and, and Jordan said something like, he was just like, I make competitions for myself to motivate myself. Like he's like, I'll make up a story just to motivate myself. And it, my friends are like, that's sick. And I just sat there like, oh, I do that sometimes too. I was like, oh, it's kind of unhealthy. Like I could be in a gym and be working out and going hard and see somebody. If I see them going hard and I see them looking at me, I'm just like, oh, he's trying to outwork me. He's trying to prove a point. And I remember this exact situation happening when I was in New York um, at a BSC or a New York sports club. And this guy was working. He was looking at me. I was like, it was a competition. 100%. It was 100% a competition. Right, right. And I just took it up a notch. He took it up a notch. We ended up doing the same ad circuit. Like, it was just like, it was something. But we both looked at each other with a sign of respect. But, like, I looked at him like, yeah, you know, like, I, I like, added a bit more in that – that day, I think it was an upper body day for me. I just started exploding. I just started exploding after a while. And just I was like, All right, keep up. I was like, can you keep up with me? And it was something that just motivated me in the moment. So I like, I stayed at the gym for an extra hour, just going at it with that guy. But then um, when it was over, we both just looked at each other, gave each other a nod and just walked away. But it was like, it was something just in my head I created. And I was just like, oh, this guy's trying to outwork me. And he hundred percent could have just been like, just working out and then eventually just saw that I kept staring at him but right um it was just something that just motivated me in the moment and I was just like wow I was like I guess Jordan's not that not sick I was like I guess we're just sick oh dude I couldn't agree more I like it's it's funny because with Jordan you know like he with Jordan's mentality he could be like yo that that dude like looked at me and he's like you know then he like creates a whole narrative in his head about like now i'm gonna do a b c and d yeah you know and it's like but i think to i you know i hate when people say you're obsessed with things because Mm -hmm. like obsession is a bad thing to be great at anything you have to be obsessed like you have to be you can't be like you know there's there's only a fine line like the elites at anything the kobe's the lebron's the the jordans the brady's the whatever you know the guys that are elite are obsessed so at some point you know if if you want to be that you have to be willing to put in the work if you want a more balanced lifestyle it's just you're not going to be that level and i think that's what people have to understand you know um it depends what you want you know um what the cool question so i think this is interesting because you talked about the mom mentality you talked about 
you know, the importance of mindset, your positivity. What do you do on a day-to-day basis to help create that positive mindset or that mindset to stay motivated? Are you into reading audiobooks? Are you just like meditation or working out? What is your thing? Um, this is like really weird, but like I found out some other people do this, but sometimes I just like talk out different scenarios or things in my head of like, what should I be doing to get to that next step? Um, so like, and it's, it's a way that I hold myself accountable. If, if, I, if I pride myself on holding others accountable, especially my athletes, I feel like there's nothing wrong with me just like, just talking to myself, seeing what I've done and just holding myself to that same standard that I hold everybody to. So like, if I had a terrible week in terms of just like working or if I didn't hit any goals, I'm hard on myself. I'm just like, all right, this is what we got to do here, here, and here. I was like, I'll probably cut less gym time and make sure we get on here. Like I'm a parent for myself, but I think it's because of the way I grew up. Like I didn't really have, my mom was always working. Um, I only grew up with me, my mom, my sister. So like, I didn't really have anybody disciplining me or like leading me down a path of this is success. I had to figure it out for myself, which is how I found Colby and like how I found the how bad you want a video like that's how I molded like success um and being motivated and just staying positive that's how I molded that mindset so for me it's I've always just had to just talk to myself and just hold myself accountable but also I like to just sometimes I just like to go on I find social media you get what you want from it so like Everyone has their gripes with social media, but there are some positives from social media. And I like to go on and see what other people are doing, not emulate, but just see how they're doing, see see what they're saying and how they're moving forward, but also seeing their growth. Like I saw one of my buddies, he grew, he got a deal from Puma. And, for him. Um, and it's crazy because I don't even know the guy. I just met him through social media, but I was just like so happy for him and his growth. And I think, not only just holding yourself accountable but also just like truly meaning that and i i'm trying to find the words to articulate truly meaning that and not trying like being your own person and being okay with yourself and not trying i basically want to say don't look at other people's success and question why you don't have that and because i feel like that forms like a bitterness and that forms the anger and that just starts to tarnish your work um, I feel like you should really just like be happy for others, but also surround yourself around people who are doing well because that mindset just rubs off on you. So like, instead of getting upset, you end up getting motivated. You're like, shit, like you did that. Like, I can't wait till it's my time. You know, it's like, I can't wait till it's my turn till I get that opportunity or a company reaches out to me. So it's like, all right, let's just keep working and let's stay consistent because if you can do it, I sure can do it, do it too. So well, that's, I, I guess that's how I stay motivated. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And, you know, it, it, you're just like, the thing is, is you just take accountability for like everything, right? I feel like yeah. that's just like, you don't put like, if you don't get something, it's not someone else's fault. You don't put blame exactly. on other people. And I think, you know, it's very easy to be like, well, this didn't happen because, well, this person, or I didn't get this job because of the person. And it's like, I feel like if more people just took right man it's like just take accountability for your life and like if ever if you just truly are like everything's my fault even if it's like almost impossible for it to be your fault you'd be better off because then it's like at that point you like okay what can i control what can i do 
You know, exactly. what can I not like, why is this person holding me back? Like, you know, yeah. um, it's important, man. And, and I, I love the, the way that, um, you know, you talk about a couple of things when it comes to the mindset, but it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Cause it's, you're right with social. There's so many people like you have choosing, you choose who you follow. Exactly. So, so if like, why are we following people just to hate on them? And why are we following a bunch of negative stuff? Like if you want, like just follow the positive stuff surrounding the people you want to be like, you know, and yeah. all the best and, and you look at the best of the best, no one's upset that other people are being successful. They use that to inspire them. So I think exactly. that's, like, that's what it's gotta be. Yeah. Um, so with like everything going on right now, you've obviously like we've been remote and coaching like stuff like that. What strategies or what things have you done to continue to like improve and like, you know, not letting this time kind of put you down and continue to maybe grow your business or help people in other ways? Like luckily enough we're on Zoom. Luckily enough, I was able to capitalize on Zoom early. Um, so like luckily because of that, I've been able to work with clients and train with that clients. But also once I capitalized on Zoom, I shared it with other trainers because these are other trainers that inspired me through their work. And right now, this is a time where like not many people are working, not a lot, especially in the fitness industry. It's like, it's kind of my way of being like, it's time to start your own brand. It's time to like, let's do this because what else can you do? So um, yeah, right now it's just um, talking to other people, talking with other trainers, but also working on some collaborations um, just as a form of network, but something different to offer the people that follow me. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really just networking. That's, that's really a lot of the things I've been doing and just wanting to help others grow during this time and like really seize the moment and find positivity in this moment because it's, it's really easy to be negative and put yourself down during this time like I know the whole first month or two of COVID like I was completely depressed completely depressed but that's because of the opportunity that I had presented to myself in terms of like I was supposed to be going to LA um, and work with some influencers and trainers which was going to be cool like the NBA draft was coming up and I was going to be working with my first professional like it was that's awesome. It was, it was, it was all going the way it was supposed to be going and like how I had it envisioned in my head. And then COVID happened. I was just like, Oh God. And it's just like, again, like I say, I'm a positive person. I'm like, all right, let's endure and go through. But I realized like, I couldn't do that. Cause it was like, there was, when you own your own business, you're kind of like a control freak to an extent. You can't control anything right now. It's right. kind of, you just have to wait. And I was like, oh, shit, this is terrible. So I had to let myself be into that, fall into that depression for a bit. Um, luckily enough, I had a great support system. Um, and just seeing other trainers still working and enduring was really motivating. And I made a post about it. But once eventually I was able to get out of that, that funk and create strategies for myself to stay like mentally sane and healthy during this time, then I was able to really just progress my business forward with like, different things like zoom and mostly just networking and yeah networking they'll bring my name out there yeah what, what are you some of your own personal goals right now like when it comes to like training working out or maybe even before this hit where you know it's interesting because you look at a lot of people in social and it's a lot of like 
Mac, you know, it's interesting. It's like bodybuilding stuff. It's bigger lifts. It's like strength conditioning stuff. And a lot of your stuff, very athletic based, a lot of explosiveness, you, you know, you're doing a, a ton of different stuff than maybe the, the norm, I guess, of like a lot of social media people when they're posting content, what are your, what are your, some of your goals in, in general? Is it just, you know, trying to get better each day or are you trying to work towards something or where are you at with that? So for me, it's, um, one of my quotes on my website is trying to build a better you. So that's where I was with my goals and it was constantly just challenging myself. So like one thing I was doing was I was on the TRX, just balancing myself and doing different core activities. And it made me, it made me get in the mindset of a gymnast where like, I've never worked with a gymnast, but I was putting myself in their position where I was like, shit, this is hard. I got to hold myself up. My core is tight. Like I can barely move. I want to drop. And eventually I was able to come to not master it, but I was just like, I was there where I can do things. And I was like, yo, this is pretty sick. Like, this is pretty cool. So like my goal was just to constantly challenge myself and place myself in different roles of different athletes and just see what that feels like and just grow from there. But also to, it also just educate me as well and keep learning because I feel like you never a master in this business. Like you're constantly learning. Like, yeah, I still remember learning from you. You taught me push pull. Like you're always learning in this field. It's not just one style of fitness. So yeah, just, it was always just challenging myself. Like last week I was with somebody, he's a trainer and he was showing me his style. It was just all just like really functional movements, like functional calisthenic movements. And I found it all just super fun. Like it was just, it was something different for me. Um, and I thought it was crazy and cool. And it was something I could bring back to my clients, but also into my own workouts. It was just a new way to challenge myself in a way I've never been challenged. So it, it for me, it's always about tackling the next challenge and just finding the, I don't want to say the next goal. Cause like my goal is to be challenged, but yeah, just growing from that and just growing my body to a point where like, I come across anything I like to tell my clients when you come across anything like you won't be challenged you just be like all right this is not so bad like I got this right do you know David Goggins yeah my one of my clients introduced me to him that guy's nuts that's crazy his <laughs> book um they can't hurt me like I don't know yeah. if you listen to audiobooks or read it all but dude like I've been obsessed with him he's Navy SEAL same Jocko Willink that I brought up earlier was ex-Navy SEAL um he's just like the ultimate leader, but David Goggins, I like people thinks he's nuts, right? He is, but I love that dude so much because I just love his, like, I feel like right now it's interesting, right? This obviously you can be controversial at times, but I feel like society as a whole get, you know, even before all this, not saying this with anything, but just say in general is can be very soft to an extent when it comes to being uncomfortable, pushing themselves yeah. to, you know, physically to be stronger and, you know, mentally and things like that. So I love fitness because it, you know, I think through physical discomfort, it's why I always talk about my new thing is chase discomfort through physical discomfort, mental growth comes. So I think when you push physically and, and you can like sweat and, and be tired and fatigued and want to quit and overcome that, I think there's so much value because it correlates to outside of life, like your work, yeah. like everything improves. So like him just always trying to push, to an extreme level shows what you can do if you physically can do it. Cause he was a 300 pound dude. And then yeah. he, now he's running 200 mile. He ran a 200 mile marathon. Oh, yeah. Broken toe. Yeah. Dude, his shins are broken. Like did all this crazy stuff. And it's like, is that good? No, but it shows like mentally we're capable of more than we think. And exactly. um, 
to your point of pushing yourself, like right now I was the fitness bodybuilding strength guy. Now I'm getting into like the Spartan race stuff and the obstacle races. And I signed up for like a nine mile to 50 obstacle course race in a month. And it's like doing these things that are, you know, next year, like a half marathon with 30 obstacles, like doing these things that are just so outside of my comfort zone, but having to train and get better and suck at running and puffing and puffing on your first mile to the point where you can do this. I think, you know, there's, it's humbling, but at the same time, it's like, I think we all need something like that in our life. It could be just going to the gym twice a week, but we have to push ourselves to be better in that way. And one of my clients, um, he's a football player. He actually, he actually told me that he was just like, he was like, I really enjoy working with you. Cause he was like, I thought I was paying you to push me physically. And he was like, I realized you're actually just, you're changing my mindset. You're, he was like, you're not just pushing me mentally, uh, physically, you're pushing me mentally and you're changing the way I think and how I'm wired. And he was like, I think that's amazing because he's like, I've never had that before, nor did anyone ever make me think about the mental side of fitness or just not just fitness, but life because they correlate. And he was like, I really love that about working with you because he's like, mentally, he's like, I see things differently. He's like, I can now when I watch other athletes and I see the way they're moving, he's like, I can tell when they're giving up and he's just like trying to figure out a way to push them and motivate them. He's like, he's like that's something that he's like I never thought was important but he's like it's it's really important he's like you always keep me going even when I don't think I can do it he's like you always keep me going and finding a way to do that and I was just like for me that's what the job is about it's like physically we'll get there that's fine but for me it's mentally it's like do you believe that you can do it and once you get to that belief like just the other day my client she uh she was doing some step ups um and she's trying to lose weight and She's on the brink of tears. She does not want to do this. And I tell her, I believe I don't make my clients do anything I don't think they could do. But if I think you could do it, I, I say it in a very nonchalant voice because it's like, I don't really need to convince you. It's like, I are convinced myself. It's like, I believe in you. Like, that's it. And sometimes people need to hear those words and she's doing it. And she's still freaking out as she's doing it. She's like, I'm doing it because you said you believed in me. And she's going and like, I have two fingers up as she's holding my two fingers and she's still going. And then eventually she removes herself. And I'm like, how bad was it? She was like, okay, it wasn't that bad, but still it was scary. But you said you believed in me. And I, I have that with a few clients when it came to like jump squats or anything. And now they're like, oh yeah, this is super fun. This is great. They're like, I don't know why I was freaking out, but sometimes it's like, you have to change that. You have to wait the way you, you have to change the way you see yourself to put yourself in uncomfortable positions and just really not just care anymore. You're like, I got this. Dude, I become obsessed. I, like I said, I hate endurance stuff, but mm-hmm. I've become obsessed of like, you know, no matter if you can't run a mile, if it's running a mile, if you can't run five, like three, five, 10 miles, whatever your mileage is. And I, I have injuries. So I'm, I'm, I'm fighting injuries, but it's one of those things of like, when you just can't like, you're like, say your client, even doing step ups, your heart rate's elevated, you're sweating, your nerve, like, you want to give up. There's so much value in that one moment of like, you can either quit or you can finish. And like, I'm like obsessed with chasing that type of discomfort. And I think yeah. like running and endurance stuff, like being out somewhere running and like, fuck, you want to quit your, my head's a mess. And then you just push through. Like, like I, I yeah. love that. And to I, your point, go ahead. I was going to say, I hate running. Yeah. Um, but when I do go running and I'm going for miles, when I do start getting tired, this is something that I always do. 
and like I this is like where the obsessed side comes out like you see like I don't want to lose um and I told some of my friends this and I start in my head when I want to quit I start thinking about some of my friends um that are athletes that are working and I'm just like I'm gonna just throw out some names I'm like yo Alan's not quitting right now he's working and he could completely be doing like homework right now or like right just studying but for me to know that and he's someone I know that's a hard worker I'm a I'm a push and keep running and I've definitely just mentioned to him to him once I was like that's what I do to keep myself motivated I just start naming random names and again they could literally just be sitting down in their bed chilling but like that motivates me to to create that story that they're working right now so I can't stop working or give up so I gotta keep going and endure and then uh, like I'm on the floor after but yeah dude i'm in the same way i me going i uh i'm at the park right and i do this all the time or so i again i hate running but i'm doing it because i hate it and i, I have to force myself to get better and um i'll be at the park and i look at it and people are like oh it's hot out today and it's like 94 and i'm like fuck i gotta run now like because it's yeah. gonna suck <laughs> so bad that i have to do it or like you know, I'll be at the park in the middle of a run and whatever it is. And it's like a mile and a half loop. And it's a nice, like up and down trail run. It's like, so it challenges you a little and I'll be out there and there may be people around. There may not be, I kind of try to do it when there's no one around. And I'm like, it happened to me on a seven mile run the other day. And I'm like five in and my legs are just getting jello I'm tired. And I'm like, I'm literally out there. I'm like, come on legs. Fuck you legs. Yes. Let's go. You suck. Come on, Jeff. You're going to quit. Who else is going to quit? Like, and I start like, I'm saying this out loud and there's not a lot of people around. I'm like, and I have to like yell at myself. And then I flip on my, my, uh, my podcast or not my podcast, but I'll have like, you know, whatever. It could be like one of those motivational Kobe's or I'll have people like, you know, you're going to quit. Like, what are you going to, and I start trying to get in my head of like, don't stop, like yell at yourself, like whatever you got to do, like Spartan hoof, like, let's go. You, 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 you're a bodybuilder, so you know of Ronnie Coleman, right? Dude, let's go. Yeah, buddy, lightweight. Yeah, yep. yeah buddy, lightweight. Yeah, so, like, yep. I remember seeing that in high school, and I was just, like, I laughed at it. And, like, the gym I went to, there was this guy who was huge. He was a bodybuilder. He was just screaming to himself in the corner. Yeah. Like, Dude, literally at the end of the workout, I was so motivated because I, I started doing it myself. And I didn't – he he – the guy randomly just – completely influenced me and I think of Ronnie Coleman at the time and now every time I work out when I start getting tired when I'm lifting I'm just like let's go this is lightweight you're not tired and I completely just talk to myself and I I like this past like two years like when I really started telling people I was like yeah guys I kind of do that like I don't think it's that weird um but yeah that that just motivates that motivates me just to be like yo let's keep going let's go and like last a week and a half ago I was practicing some drills that I was going to start employing with athletes. Um, By the way, you have quick ass feet. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get them quicker. And uh, I was doing a drill and I had no shoes on. It was like 90 degrees outside. I was, it was so hot. And, but I was so pissed off that I wasn't getting this drill quick enough that, and I wasn't turning out fast enough that I didn't even care about my feet. Like I just kept going back. Like, there was no like, ah, ta, 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 oh, my feet are hot. I just ignored that pain and I just kept going back and forth until a client came and they were ready to work. And I was like, oh, I should really put on some shoes now. I was like, I guess my feet are hot. But in that moment, I was just so pissed off. I couldn't get a drill. So I did it like 20 times before they came just to master it. And I was just like, I just thought, I posted it on Instagram too. I was just like, 
mastering this drill over my feet hot and i was just like shit i was just like that to me it was just crazy because the turf gets hot oh the yeah it gets so hot and like if i'm not in a workout mode like i'm like oh shit now nah, i gotta put my shoes on but i was just so locked in and it's just crazy how it happened i was so locked in that i was like yeah nothing's stopping me right now i'm going to get this drill well like um have you heard of impact theory podcast with tom billiou he invented the Quest Bar. He sold the company for over a billion dollars. Started a podcast. He has it's one of the top ones. He has a lot of top, uh, amazing, amazing guests on. But um, so like you know, if you're and another guy, is Wim Hof, he's all about breathing techniques. He's they call him the Ice Man. He's the like he's obsessed with cold. He's broke world records and like he's ran a half marathon barefoot in the Arctic. He's uh, climbed Mount Everest. Um, with only shoes and shorts he's submerged in ice water and his body temperature didn't change from 98.6 for like i think like an uh, i think it was like 30 minutes or an hour or something like that he through breathing can regulate his autonomic nervous system so he can relieve endorphins and he basically just tapped into like deep breathing and how our bodies were meant to survive the cold survive the heat through our um, regulating our own body temperatures. So like if we're in the cold, you don't need clothes. Like you can regulate your body temperature, but we came so domesticated over the last hundreds and hundreds or thousands of years or whatever before now, because we're in AC, we're in climate things and our bodies adapted to that, but he's an amazing guy. And he was on the podcast and he was talking about the science behind like, like getting angry even. Right. So like, you know, he was saying like, say you're in a cold bath and you're freezing, like you can just by getting like mad and like breathing or being like, Ooh, like making sounds and like finding a tempo of like, Ooh, ah, like getting yeah. hyped up. You can extend like 20 to 30% more time in the ice because you're of that like thing. To your point with training, it's like just getting that little exertion out or hype up or like getting your body to exert a little bit more. You can extend more weight, more endurance, like yeah. on a run or whatever. There's so much value. in just like, if your people stop looking at it as like, he's the obnoxious guy, to like yeah. relate to performance if you can do it. And the breathing side, I've been really getting interested in of like how much control you can have of your body through like breathing. Yeah. Um, it's pretty wild. And that's breathing is something I stress with my clients and Katie, especially the athlete I was talking about. Cause he's like, I don't get it. He's like, cause I tell him breathing through your nose, out through your mouth. And I was like, running is so important. That. Yeah. For running. It's so important. I was like, once you get that, nothing will be hard anymore and i've trained him years ago um when i was over at his school and i was like you mastered it then and once you did you realize nothing could stop you i was like now you have to get to that point again but i was like you get it, it's not just the breathing it's just you end up in your own zone it's just like you're completely just like everything is just gone all you can feel is just your body your breathing and just what you're doing and it's just like it's it's such a nuts feeling i don't even know how it's to like meditative it. yeah it's like meditative um and i think that it's so crazy but it's so amazing but the, to, to bring it to a point where like you're in like 30 degree like water i haven't done that that's 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 well, <laughs> i found so you got to check them out i'll have to send you something with wim hoff because like from vascular system to like your heart, like you have a vascular system. So like going into cold therapy, like cold showers, increasing from 30 seconds to a minute to cold baths to these things, like it's amazing the response from immune system health to overall health to vascular system. Like people die of heart attacks or cardiovascular issues and going in cold, it's like, it's a shock to the system at first, but it, it over time trains your vascular yeah. system to be a lot stronger and it's, it's an amazing health benefits all the way around. And 
And again, if you like mental challenges, like I always challenge someone to like take a cold shower, like 30 seconds, like one minute, do it for a week. And like, it sucks, but you get this endorphin release when you're done. You feel like you popped a pre and you're like, woo. Yeah. Like, cause, yeah. You're, cause you get an endorphin release 30 seconds and like you're awake. And, yeah. um, it's so uncomfortable that I feel like more people should do it out of that simple fact. And there are a ton of benefits behind it, but, um, it's all about challenging yourself to be uncomfortable, man. Um, exactly. And I tell people like, if you don't challenge yourself to be uncomfortable, like you're never going to grow. Like you're always going to remain the same. So it's like, you have to put yourself in those positions to grow. And at the end of the day, like I'm black growing up in Boston to run a business, a common theme I get they're just like so you just walk into these luxury apartments and just promote don't you feel uncomfortable I'm like well yeah but nowhere no matter where I go I'll be uncomfortable so I mean I might as well just do it and just get comfortable doing it like and that's only going to help my business grow and that's what I did when I was 22 and now I'm 25 where a lot of them just know me now and they come out to me but that's because I had to put myself in that position to get to where I am how have you dealt with the rejection overall? Cause obviously when you're trying to build a business, um, trying to coach, trying to do things in general, like, you know, there's a lot of judgment, there's a lot of rejection, people doubting you. I mean, if you're not surrounding around the right people, even if sometimes if you are, it could be family, it could be friends that are like, man, what are you doing? Why are you posting so much? Why are you doing that? Like, have you dealt with that? And if so, like, how have you dealt with that? Um, I think I have this innate ability to just not care about what people think. Like I'm the type of person, like I don't really care about someone's opinion of me or anything unless I'm out here seeking your opinion. But if it's unsolicited, then like, I don't care. And realistically, I'm like, I don't care what you think because in two years when I'm doing it, you're gonna be like, I believed in you. And I'm like, right. no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Cause like those two friends that told me, um, they couldn't see me working with athletes. They reach out to me to this day. So, I'm just like, I think you change the perception of, you change perception of like by what you do and how you lead by example. But also too, I just think that people's own projection of, they don't believe they can accomplish something. So they're trying to put it on you. On you. Sure. For me, it's just like, like I said, like my only role model was someone who was so far from me in Kobe where what anybody else said to me, it didn't really matter. Cause I'm just like, you're not accomplishing what I want to accomplish and where I want to put myself. Like I want to be here and success is relative. So that could be okay with you. But for me, it's not okay. It's not okay with me. So like, I've never really cared about what others said. And when it came to like, if like businesses said no, or somebody said no, I always just said that's fine because you keep, I, I, I tell people like I learned through like through podcasts and what people are saying, because again, I didn't have anybody to teach me this growing up. So like, it really did mean a lot to hear speakers. You hear people say, I've been rejected. I've been rejected. I've been rejected. You hear the Jeff Bezos say like people thought Amazon was dumb and it was never going to grow when it started off as like a, just a book service. Like you, we hear it all the time, but now, now look at them. It's just like, we tend to just look at people for like what they are now, but I think it's important to really look at people's journey to see how they got to where they are. And for me, I think 
that's where I am. I'm at the journey. So like, I'm trying to get to that result and it's going to take time. It's fine. It's a five to 10 year thing, man. You know, people yeah, don't it realize time. it. Like no one blows up overnight. Okay. Yeah. We have those like TikTokers right. and Instagrammers. So like the game is a little different now. But uh, how many of those are sustained and how much are they actually giving value? Right? Like how many is like, exactly. I'm famous cause I do this. And then like at yeah. the end of the day, like, are you happy being that person? The money's cool and exactly. stuff like that. But at what point are you just like, ah, I'm not really satisfied with my life. Yeah. And like I had a client who was a social influencer and what he used to always promote was um, just like parties and everything. And I remember, so like I had this idea of him when I first met him, I was like, oh, he's probably going to be like this bro kind of guy. Um, just like your average like black cocky bro I was just like all right he's gonna be like this whatever um, I have a lot of friends like that cool and then when I met him I remember I told him by like maybe the second week I was like dude I can tell you're so much more into like meditation and just like self-development and growing compared to the content that you're posting especially like where you are in life but I understand like your audience came for this so you making that transition to like self-awareness and self-growth is kind of tough but and he was getting over that hump too but now he's he has an app about whole self-development and everything that's great he 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 loves it he's enjoying himself but i think yeah i think um even just to be able to like you said sustainability just being able to sustain that like can you sustain that like a lot of people think they're going to be relevant forever but like it's very hard to sustain success especially that magnitude Right. Yeah. Especially when it's off something so trendy, right? Exactly. So it's like, it's, there's a lot of factors. And again, it's very superficial and people fall into those uh, superficiality and they end up getting like really depressed and they really are unhappy with it. So I think, I think with, with me, it's like, I'm doing something that I love that makes me really happy. And I'm not like trying to blow off, blow up off of what's cool. Like I don't got my angles, like, Right. It's like, I'm here to give value. I'm here to help you. Uh, if you want to work with me, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's where I stand. And a lot of people that have reached out to me, they, they love that about my content. And they're like, I'm happy you're not like, you know, like shirtless every two pictures. Like, right. Dude, like my content's changed so much. I yeah. can agree. It's like, I went from all workout, all bodybuilding, all strength stuff to like, you know, the like, I, it's all like positivity. It's all like, mindset stuff it's all quotes it's all like my mindset's changed because i just feel like not to interrupt you but it's one of those things where nutrition and working out as a concept is very simple like yeah. eat whole foods move right yeah. but if your mindset isn't locked into that concept or certain program like it means nothing so you have to develop exactly. mind so that's where my i've really went deeper into is like i can give someone the best anything you know, and it's like, I'm not going to try to sell someone anymore on, like you said, shirtless pictures being shredded because like that's, there's no substance to me there. There's more to exactly. it. So exactly. And you're completely right on that. It's just like, and for me, it's like, especially because I trained some clients online too. And like, I'm not the person that likes to give out a workout plan. I think it's very dumb. And just like, I mean, you could do that and make plenty of money for me. It's like, I limit how many people I work with online, but I really want to still teach mindset and try to get as close as possible as if I was with you. So I try to check in. I'm not going to say I'm the best here at checking in, but I do try to check in and make sure we're on point and 
staying on track, but I want to see where you are mentally. It's just like, not just if you've done the program, it's just like, how has this changed you personally? Like, how has this changed your life routine? Like, and that's where I think it is where, and I tell people fitness is just, it's, it's not just fitness, nutrition, it's just, it's a, being healthy is a lifestyle. And that's what I want to build and help people understand. Doesn't mean like, oh yeah, you know, I, I'm, restricting my calories a week no that's just not what a healthy lifestyle is it's, it's balanced it's it's mindset where are you mentally how did you feel this week you know like nutrition and fitness do play a factor but it's like did you get enough sleep this week like did you relax like it's not about hobby. being shredded it's yeah not it's a, not about being shredded like, like that's fun but there's that's not the big point of the thing exactly so and that's where i'm at I'm at with the fitness and that's what I want to promote to all my clients and just like anybody that follows me it's like I want them to be able to understand that so I got one more question for you man and um, I've been asking this with the end of each podcast and I don't know if you've seen it I've been talking a lot about chase discomfort Um, so the question I have for you is what does chase discomfort mean to you so chase discomfort um, to me it's like what I said earlier, it's just being able to place yourself in positions of being uncomfortable so you can grow. So like if I see if I see some people doing a form of fitness that I've never done before, it's just like instead of being like, Oh, I can't do this, go put yourself in that position. You'll learn a thing or two, but also too, you'll get better from that. Like you'll end up more knowledgeable but overall physically you'll be a better person like you become a better person you become stronger um so for me that's what chase discomfort means it just means putting yourself in areas of discomfort and growing from that and yeah just growing from that yeah no i i love it man and um someone wants to reach you we'll obviously post like you know your your links and everything in the podcast but is it what's the best platform to reach you on um, I would say reaching me just by through my Instagram. That's always the best way to reach out to me. Cool, yeah. man. Insta- Instagram or email, but mostly Instagram because I'm, I'm on the app all the time. Cool, bro. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man, talking with me, telling your story a bit. And, uh, of course, this is fun. We'll definitely, uh, we'll definitely stay in touch, keep talking, man. But uh, I, I appreciate you coming on. All right, no problem. Anytime, man. All right, man. Cool. So, guys, till next time, I'll see everybody soon. Chase discomfort. Be kind. Cool. See you guys later. Are we good? How long yeah. was that?